you're listening to B2B Revenue Acceleration, a podcast dedicated to helping software executives stay on the cutting edge of sales and marketing in their industry. Let's get into the show. Welcome to B2B Revenue Acceleration. My name is Aurélien Moutier, and I'm here today with Tom Mack from Cubol. How are you doing today, Tom? Um, very well, Ray. How about yourself? I am doing fantastically well. So today we want to talk about you, about the big data landscape in a fast-changing economy. That's a big, uh, big topic, probably a topic that is, is, is very close to your heart based on the work that you are doing at Cubol. But before we, we, we go into the details, can you please tell us a little bit more about yourself, your role within Cubol, and I guess what Cubol does as an organization? Sure. So I joined Cubol about four years ago in the United States and uh, built out the sales team in the Western U.S. And the management team asked me to open up the European operation. So my family and I moved to London a year ago this time to open up the office and drive and create the business here in Europe, uh, focused out of London. And uh, we've since then built a team and you know, are in, on a track to really expand that business and that opportunity throughout Europe. But what Cubal does is it does provide essentially big data as a service with the idea of allowing automation to handle the life cycle of clusters so that organizations can focus on getting insight and yield out of the data as opposed to managing the infrastructure associated with those big data technologies. We're on okay. track for about 300 customers. And growing very well, a couple of million queries executed against Cubal, and we're processing petabytes of data, close to an exabyte of data per month on behalf of our clients. Well, that sounds like an awful lot of data, that. So obviously, one of the conversation point today, and, and the reason why we wanted to have you, Tom, is, is to discuss about the big data landscape. And we know that big data has become a game changer in most modern industries over the last few years. And while the technologies have evolved and there is a lot of data as well in organizations, so I think it's fair to say that organizations have more and more data. They've got more and more complex data. They probably have more and more systems holding the data together. Could you please share with us a bit about how the actual big data landscape is looking at at the moment or from your perspective, but also what do you believe are the trends for the future? I think I'd probably start with the major trend of is migration of big data workloads to uh, the public cloud. Uh, mm -hmm. We're seeing a significant number of clients here in Europe already in the cloud or having plans to migrate their data workloads to the cloud. And that's for two reasons. Uh, one is that uh, the resources needed for big data are typically quite elastic. So the whole on-demand elasticity of the cloud uh, plays very well for that. But there's also this separation of compute and storage. So the object stores of the respective clouds, whether that's Azure, Google, or Amazon, that's a very cost-effective way to store uh, petabytes of data, and then uh, which is very uh, inexpensive relative to running it as HDFS in a traditional data center uh, in a traditional data center on an expensive compute or expensive machine. And mm -hmm. so what that means is that uh, you're able to, in a very cost-effective way, store your data and then uh, use uh, the elasticity of the cloud and the virtual machines in those cloud providers to then process that data on an as-needed uh, basis. So 
It uh, allows you to scale up very quickly. And then with the changes within the cloud to per second billing, it allows you to be very aggressive on the downscaling. So you're constantly trying to optimize the current cluster based on you know, the current need. Uh, so that's one trend that we see. The other one is that people are more and more interested in uh, streaming analytics. So as data is collected in real time to do as much analytics as, as possible. And use cases for that are a, a lot around e-commerce uh, pricing optimization. We see a lot of anomaly detection within uh, streams to understand how the business is actually performing. And I guess the third trend that we're seeing a lot is uh, more of enabling of self-service analytics. So providing very broad access to at organizations, but doing it in a very fine-grained way is kind of that third trend. Okay. So it's basically do, doing more for, for, for less, so getting the, the advantage of the public cloud is really around, is cost-saving, I would believe, and also probably the pain of managing a data center because we, we know that uh, data center is not easy to manage. You need to, to deal with redundancy and all that sort of things. But it's also, it seems, it seems from the two other points that you've mentioned that it, it's about the change in consumption of the data. It, it's about the change of what we use data for. How do we take that data to make business decisions? So it's, it's really, it, do, do you see also that the, the transition into the business intelligence, the way people are making decisions based on the data they collect? Or, or would you say it's, it's the same, but they just got more granularity now? I think it's very similar in that use case, but they do have larger data sets that they want to use to what, what every company's goal is to do is enable operating markets or you know decisions closer to the consumer okay. and allow the organization to do that. And what they're trying to do is rather than just you know basic operational data, they're trying to append that with other social data and other analytics or data that they might uh, purchase from third-party providers to provide a better view of the world so that they ultimately can make better uh, better business decisions on behalf of the consumer themselves or their consumers or their you know, end customers. Does that mean then, Tom, that you see new functions, so marketing, for example, or finance, or but new function within organization asking for more intelligence, asking for more of that data or, or, or requiring to use more big data solution in order to, I guess, create efficiency or accelerate revenue in, in their own function? Do, do you see those lines of business consuming more? Definitely. So I think that's one of the trends that organizations are trying to do is provide a larger data set to be able to, or data sets and doing curated data sets, but at a much larger scale uh, mm-hmm. for the lines of business and, th- and their internal customers so that people can make a very informed decision, you know, tactical and strategic uh, within an organization. So it is definitely a situation where both the internal customers are asking for more data sets to be included, which means the infrastructure has to change. And that's where products like ours uh, play a role. And we typically, in most cases, will uh, sit next to existing investments, but providing that uh, broader access to larger data sets because it's uh, focused on big data technologies as opposed to you know, traditional RDMSs or relational databases, enterprise data warehouses. Okay, uh, that makes sense. Yeah, I, think, I think we see a lot of that uh, in the market ourselves. So, so ask you the question about the functions and the line of business and who are those 
people within the organization that consume more of that big data and in more of that intelligence, refined intelligence from big data. Do you see any specific verticals or specific industries also that have more of that requirement for implementing big data solution? And, and also, it's kind of a two-sided question. Do you have comments or do you have examples of the kind of results they can expect from implementing big, big data solutions? I think one of the trends that we see across the company, and not just in uh, Europe, but uh, London especially being a heavy retail environment, there's a lot of mobile application uh, yep. and well documented that you know more and more people are sending and buying through the mobile experience, whether that's an iPhone, iPad, you know, some sort of device like that, or the laptop itself. And so what we see out there is more under of uh, really understanding the user journey within the applications themselves, a lot of A B testing that goes along with that as well. And then really, once they solidify that, executing quickly on you know, price optimizations based on competitors uh, and uh, competitive anal- analysis as well. So it could be across the board. We have several companies that are in the travel industry that are really focused on obviously maintaining margin, but having a very aggressive pricing strategy to win that business. And the same thing can be said on consumer retail as well. So. In certain situations, uh, you know, with A-B testing, some of the metrics that we've seen from one client in particular is about a 7% uplift in revenue as a result of better decisions around how content is surfaced uh, within their mobile application. That's wonderful. So thank you very much for sharing all that about the, the big data market and how things are evolving at the moment. It's very useful, Tritam. One Final question that I've got for you. So we know that Cubol, your organization is growing fast, spending into new region. We understand from your introduction that you came from North America, from San Francisco, I believe, to be um, to be to be accurate, to London. If I remember correctly, the first time we met, you were actually fresh off the plane, and we met for a coffee in London. So I guess my next question is more a little bit of a of a personal question to you, and I'd like to. I'd like to understand what is your experience, or if you can share your experience as an American coming into the UK and what you've seen as the main differences between the American market, where obviously you've been successful, and that's the reason why your management team wanted you to come to Europe and you know use that experience to 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 push the European market and, and get that to take off. But from your perspective, so I guess it's, it's more of a personal question rather than a business question, but I'm, I'm always interested to understand the cultural differences that you've seen, the way business is done. So yeah, be good to get, uh, to get your thoughts on that. Sure. I think, to be fair, when I first started at Cubo, we were very new and we were very targeted towards uh, specific verticals. And then as we grew, we started to expand. And what I'm seeing is that we have to do more of that here so I think, it, I think the answer is kind of twofold. One is that there's a lot more education that has to happen here because the market has changed in the four years I've been with Cubo. There's a lot of people that, um, and companies that um, you know, are coming out or have been out for a while and you know, everybody's mixing marketing messages, promising the world when it comes to you know, analytics and big data. So I think the Customers are a little more conservative here in London and in Europe, but they also have, you know, much more to look at these days and really kind of do a lot of vetting. So the process is a little bit slower and people making a decision for or against 
because there's much more to look at right now. And there's a lot to weed through in the actual market itself, a lot of different players out there. So that's one of the challenges that we've seen. It's a, you know, we still win business, but it just seems to take a little bit longer. Uh, and the education seems to take a little bit longer. The other issue, and I didn't talk about it in one of the trend conversations that you talked about, but the pace at which all these open source technologies are moving and evolving mm-hmm. and yeah. the promise that goes along with them is substantial. So, you know, you have this trend to go from uh, machine learning to deep learning right now with all the TensorFlow, Keras, MXNet, and the different libraries around the data science world. And those are really challenging to keep up with. And the decisions how to use those in the most appropriate manner are really tough as well. And the skill set needed for those is very difficult. So you have to have setting the proper expectations with clients to say that it's not going to be you know, a, a very quick use of these deep learning technologies. There's a learning curve associated with it. And then there's the whole migration to production that goes along with it as well. So expectation uh, settings for results is, and setting those properly for clients is something that we're really trying to be very specific around uh, given the pace of those technologies and the evolution of those technologies as well. Absolutely. Okay, great. Well, that's, that's good. Well, thanks for your insight. I'm, I'm sure your audience got a, a lot of, of takings from, from the different things that you discussed today. What we do every single time, we ask our guests to give us away or give away to our listener to get in touch with them or to get in touch with their company. They want to have a bit more of a conversation with you as an individual, or if they want to engage with you to discuss about your solution in, in your case, they would be discussing about Cubol. So Tom, what, what is the best way to, to get in touch with you? Sure. The best way is just uh, Tom at Cubol.com, Q-U-B-O-L-E.com, and just ping via email and happy to respond and um, answer any questions that people may have. That's wonderful. Thank you very much. Really appreciate your time and insight today. It's great speaking with you as always, Ray. Thanks for the time. Operatics has redefined the meaning of revenue generation for technology companies worldwide. While the traditional concepts of building and managing inside sales teams in-house has existed for many years, companies are struggling with a lack of focus, agility, and scale required in today's fast and complex world of enterprise technology sales. See how Operatics can help your company accelerate pipeline at operatics.net. You've been listening to B2B Revenue Acceleration. To ensure that you never miss an episode, subscribe to the show in your favorite podcast player. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time.